This is Antonio Gibson, and you are listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, and joining us today is a, is a, a new guest on the pod. You've never heard him here on the podcast, never heard him on the SiriusXM show, but certainly somebody that we followed a long time on Twitter. His name is Aaron Lesher. You can find him uh, on Twitter at hogshaven on Instagram at hogs underscore haven, and of course at hogshaven.com. They cover the Washington football team. Aaron Lesher, what the hell's going on, brother? Hey, man, good to uh, uh, meet you finally, and, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, dude, it's, yeah, it's great. And there's a bunch of shit to talk about with the uh, with the Washington football team. I can I consistently find myself, and I know it's just um, uh, like how long are you are you already like? Is your mind already cool with calling it the football team and everything? Like, do you ever slip and want to say the Redskins or like? Uh, it's, it seems like it's pro- it's been in our heads so long. I've been doing this professionally for now for twelve years, talking about these teams. Um, it's still I still find myself sometimes wanting to say Redskins. Do you, like is is it like that for you, or have you officially made the sw- the switch? Yeah, I think that happens honestly more with people that that don't like focus on the team twenty four seven like me because I see that every every single day. So as soon as it changed, I mean, obviously I grew up with the Redskins. I've been calling them the Redskins my whole life. Um, and, uh, but when it switched, I just saw Washington football team so many fucking times that it was like repetition for me. And so it's easy for me to say it now. And obviously like when you write, you can't write Redskins a thousand times. You have to switch it up when you're writing. So I would say Washington anyway, Uh that part of it was pretty natural. Um, but then I think it'll be hard once they pick, finally pick, you know, a new, uh, a new name. Like I think they're going to do it this year, Washington football team. And then next year is going to be the new name, whatever they decide on. Do you think that they will do like, you don't think that they might just keep it. There's been talk. They might just keep it. Yeah. I, well, so when they first changed it at the beginning of the last season, I was like, if we make the playoffs this year, if like, cause like we're obviously a, a you know, a poverty franchise for the most part, or at least for <laughs> yeah. 25 years. So if we make the playoffs, which is a big deal for us, we may fucking keep Washington football team. Because <laughs> like it's good luck or whatever. But, um, I think that, uh, well, obviously, we did make the playoffs, even though it was kind of a backdoor. Uh, uh, hey, man, it, it counts. <laughs> it counts. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for for seven and nine. Uh, yeah. the best seven and nine teams ever. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I, uh, I think they will. Um, the, the our new president, who's uh, like a really young dude, really smart dude, um, is uh, pretty clear that they're going to change it. It's just they want to do like all the research and make sure it's like the perfect name for the next, you know, hundred years or whatever. So I think they will. 
Huh. Well, that'll be that'll be interesting. I thought I kind of like the football team. I think it's kind of cool to say that the football team's coming into town and stuff. Yeah, it's merely like vibe like football, you know. Yeah, and it and it all and it also is it's also kind of a subtle like it's it's some subtle shade to your opponent to your opponent to act as if like they're not even a football team. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, the football team definitely making some moves. I want to talk to you about a, a, a few of them. I guess uh, just let's just start off with talking about the draft and what some of the biggest needs you've identified for this team are. Um, you pick at 19, I think again at 50. You have one, you pick at 19, you, you have your normal second round pick, you have your normal third round pick, and one additional third round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you see those picks being utilized? And if somebody like a Mac Jones or something like that were to fall to 19, even though even though now you guys have given Ryan Fitzpatrick the one year $10 million deal, which I really love for Terry McLaurin and, and would like to talk to you about that yep. uh, after a while. But Ryan Fitzpatrick seems like he's in this, it's like, he's been tight. You know, these, these like actors get typecasted for like, you know, like this one dude's always like a cop in the movie or something. It's like Ryan Fitzpatrick's always a dude that comes in and he's a bridge quarterback to a rookie. Is there any chance that that could happen again this year? Uh, I think there's a chance. So I think, uh, kind of like reading the tea leaves, like reading between the lines a little bit. I think if, uh, one of these quarterbacks that they like, which I don't think will happen just cause you know, we talk about it and, Oh, this guy's a second round talent. Like he's going to, long. he may fall, he may fall. Then somebody trades up to take him at nine. Yeah. Right. Once the draft comes around, everybody gets desperate. Everybody, you know, things change. And so I don't think one of these guys, if they're actually that good, like like all these front offices get paid millions of dollars. Now, sometimes they draft Mitchell Trubisky or whatever. <laughs> pick, but um, over, over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Right, right. <laughs> um, but generally, they get paid a shitload of money to be good at what they do and evaluate uh, talent. So I don't think that a legitimately good player, like if Mac Jones is really like, you know, this Tom Brady or, or Peyton Manning type player that some people say he is, I don't think he's going to slip that far. But if, you know, a, a, a Mac Jones or a Trey Lance, I think those are really the only two guys that could slip out of the top 10, then I think they will trade up if they like them. But I don't think that'll happen. I think at least four going in the top 10 and people are trading up ahead of us to get in there. So I don't think we definitely need a long-term quarterback. Like I love, I love Fitz magic for this year and he's going to be a, a damn fun player to watch. And he's going to be as much as I love Alex Smith and his story is awesome and all that good stuff. He's going to be a hell of a lot more fun to watch than Alex Smith uh, and better for fantasy, which, which we'll talk about in a, in, in a little bit. But um, yeah, obviously you need a long-term quarterback. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think they're kind of doing, they're going to, you know, put the band back together and see how far they get this year uh, with, with uh, Fitzpatrick and Nike. And then I think they're just going to build the team. Like it's a really deep offensive tackle class, which is, you know, great for the run game, just great for the offense and all other fantasy players. Um, and uh, uh, you know, we need wide receivers as well. So I think, it, you know, if we don't sign a big, even if we sign a big guy in um, free agency in the next couple of days, uh, I think they're still going to draft one, um, maybe at 19, maybe, maybe a little bit later at a, at a at wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, if I had to put money on it, I would say if we don't take a quarterback at 19 or if we don't trade up for a quarterback, we're taking a tackle, uh, at, at 19. Cause it's a, it's a really deep class. There's a bunch of guys, um, I've been watching, 
you know, uh, that are, that are studs. So I think, uh, that'd be good, good, good opportunity to get like a left tackle for the next 10 years. Well, it just feels like, it feels like one of these guys, it feels like one of these, like the Darisaw or Cosme or, um, like Leatherwood or like, not all of these guys are going to go that early. They're going to be a few of these dudes that are going to be available, I think through the twenties and maybe even to the beginning of the, to the beginning of the, um, of the second round, I think I think there's probably gonna be one of those dudes left for the for, for the Jaguars to pick at 33. So I certainly think there'll be somebody available there at 19. Clearly, um, I don't have the roster pulled up for the Reds for the football team, but I I do. I mean, I think everybody knows what they have in their front seven, uh, especially what they have along the defensive line, and that's the way to build. Um, it's the way to build. You guys have done some stuff to address the secondary. So you feel like this is going to be more of a you feel like this is going to be more of an offensive draft, you know, like so the so the needs are clearly clearly wide wide receivers in need. Clearly long term quarterback is in need. Um, What about what about long term secondary? Is that is that a need? Um, Offensive tackles in need. What? what are the biggest needs that people are just kind of looking at this team and trying to figure out how, how they're going to navigate those first four picks in the first three rounds? Yeah. Um, I think if you look at Rivera's draft history and uh, Marty Herney, who he, he's worked with forever, um, who, who they brought back and then uh, Martin Mayhew, who's the, who's the new GM. Um, I mean, quarterback is the elephant in the room. I don't, I think they're going to be patient. And if there's not a guy at 19 or, you know, say 12 and they can trade up with the Niners at 12 to get, get him, it's, they're going to wait till next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, wide receiver, uh, offensive tackle, tight end on offense outside of quarterback. Um, and then, which they could address a little bit in free agency, either wide receiver or tight end. And then, uh, on defense, I mean, we've got we've got those contracts coming up pretty soon with uh, John Allen, Deron Payne, and then you got to look mm-hmm. a couple of years like Montez Sweat, right. eventually Chase Young. However, you know we're going to give him like a quarter billion dollars. to pay that guy. <laughs> on defense, we just got uh, like a legit like I think we have two borderline like not two like like lockdown number ones but two guys that could be number ones on any given day with uh, Fuller and Jackson. And then uh, we have a seventh round uh, stud uh, was a rookie last year at safety, but he's more of a strong safety. So on defense, we need linebackers um, mainly like these uh, coverage guys mm-hmm. and like the safety type. Um, so I think we're, we're, we're good with uh, our starting couple corners and we have Landon Collins. He tore his Achilles last year and he's, he's, he's kind of a bum. Um, but, uh, we'll see. So safety linebacker, then on offense tackle and like just weapons, like playing, you know, pass catchers from a, just, but I will say this though, like, as far as the, the football team, they go, they were tough for fantasy wide receivers to go up against last year. Like the secondary, I was actually like that, that scheme is that's that, that scheme is, is really, is, is, is really effective as far as limiting these guys ability to really take over football games, add in a guy like William Jackson in there, who we know has a lot of natural talent. I think that that could be a, a real boon for the, for, for, for the back end. So those were all really good points. Yeah. Um, what about, so another free agent signing was Lamar Miller, uh, Lamar Miller on a one-year deal. This doesn't mean anything for Antonio Gibson, right? I mean, he's just the goat. 
No, no, no. It, I, I saw that come across my phone this morning and I had a, a buddy text me like right after he was like, what the fuck, man? Like, what, what happened? <laughs> and I was like, dude, like this guy's like RB five on, on the team. So he's, I think they signed him at the end of last year. So they just kind of brought him back, but I guess, you know, and, and, and he, uh, he was good for a little bit with the Texans and, and then he basically, you know, he didn't play last year at all. So maybe he's like, but his body's healed up. I know he had some like injuries and stuff. Um, and running back is such a brutal position that, you know, he's obviously proven he can start at least in the past. So maybe something happens with, you know, AG, um, and, uh, they need, they need another guy in the rotation. He comes up, but you know, nothing that impacts, uh, Gibson's like fantasy value for sure. Uh, how, how surprised were Washington fans by our, by our golden son, Antonio Gibson last year? Cause he was one of our favorites from the senior bowl. We talked to, we, I mean, we loved Antonio Gibson. And when he got there, I think that whenever it was like it started becoming real for us is whenever I'm, I forget the exact timeline, but the Darius guy stuff all goes down. And then um, Adrian Peterson gets like waved and we just said, oh, and then Adrian Peterson gets asked when he gets up to Detroit about what happened. And he said, like, I was wondering why they didn't cut me before, you know, with how good this guy looks. And we said, oh, my God, it's going to happen, you know, and sure enough, Antonio Gibson, 70 something carries in college or whatever it was. No one was sure. Um, he looks like a G, dude. Like, how, how? What was the what was the response to Antonio Gibson just there among you know those those fans there in the DC area? Yeah, I mean, like, I think the crazy thing is uh, he was super limited in the early part of the season because uh, uh, Haskins, aka Trashkins, uh, <laughs> and really held back the offense. Um, and also we had some O-line issues, like just with chemistry and stuff, which really, um, kind of picked up towards the end of the year. Like the, the unit finished, I think it was like the six overall offensive line, um, for PFF. And like, we signed like our left tackle, we signed for like nothing from Chicago, like balled out and, you know, obviously Gareth mm. and, um, interior linemen were playing well. So it just like was, was kind of a pleasant surprise there. And then he's like just learning the position too, because he, you know, like you said, he barely played at Memphis. Um, he's, he's got like the freshest legs, like cause he barely touched the ball, uh, on the, on the you know, in college. Yeah. Um, and so he was just learning the position, like getting fresh. And so, I mean, he had some huge games, obviously like against the Cowboys and some other ones, but, um, I think he's just scratching the surface and he's got, he's not like a, um, like a Melvin Gordon or, uh, like Jonathan Taylor, where they just like run these guys into the ground in college. He's, you know, he's like super young measurables off the charts, like four, three dude, 230 pounds, you know? So he's, um, yeah, he's, he, he's definitely somebody I would, I would buy, even though his price is uh, pretty high coming into this season for sure. Well, he's, he's, he's going to be a first round pick and redraft leagues next year. And that's just kind of how it, how it goes with the hunger that we're seeing right now in these early best ball drafts, just to lock up a secure runner. I mean, whether you realize it or not, man, he's kind of a kind of a feature runner. <laughs> like I, I I know JD McKissick will be back. J, JD McKissick's back, right? Next year. Yep. Yep. Um it just felt like with JD McKissick it, and a little bit with Logan Thomas, it felt like that was sort of, you know, their fault, their target volume was a little bit dependent on whether it was going to be Alex Smith. And Alex Smith loved dumping off to these guys, whereas some of these other quarterbacks didn't. Do you think that Ryan Fitzpatrick's gonna be a quarterback that targets uh, like J.D. McKissick out of the backfield with the same frequency that Alex Smith did. Alex Smith was kind of known as a dump-off screen game quarterback 
for a good part of his career. I'm not sure that Ryan Fitzpatrick will be quite as quite as good because it feels like whenever you have these guys that you know are really good screen game quarterbacks, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, um, whenever their team is without them and there's some kind of backup in there, you you see a little bit of a downtick from the from the pass catching running backs on the offense. I feel like I might, we might see that a little bit about J.D. McKissick. Would I have a hard time? What I have a harder time wrapping my head around or creating a narrative around is what all this means for Logan Thomas. Do you have any do you, do you have any ideas about those two and what Ryan Fitzpatrick could mean for them? Yeah, so I think Logan Thomas. I mean, I'm I'm still fairly high on him. Like, I, again, I you know way more about uh, like the, the fantasy projections than I do, but I'd say he's like probably a borderline tight end one. Oh sure, uh, yeah. like 10, 10, 12 range, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think it really changes his value that much because. Um, uh, I think with Scott Turner's offense, I mean, they, they feature the tight end and running back a lot. Um, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, uh, fairly deep routes that, you know, uh, Fitzpatrick's going to love throwing to the tight end. Like, I, I don't know what his stats are throwing to the tight ends, but I think he's, he's still going to use the tight end quite a bit. Um, I think where McKissick is going to take a little bit of a hit is like Alex Smith would just literally throw to him like <laughs> every single fucking, like he would, yeah, get, he would. like, because that's what he does. Um, and so if you were in, you know, any sort of like PPR format, you were just racking up points, even if, you know, his catches were going for like one yard. Um, so that's where, you know, I think he will be less fantasy relevant, I guess, if you're in like a deeper league with McKissick. Um, but Turner's offense like relies very heavily on, on throwing the running back, um, kind of like, uh, as an extension of the running game and stuff. Sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes it's total, you know, bullshit. Um, like uh, when you see sometimes with like these, these, you know, terrible offenses that just check down every play mm-hmm. and don't test anybody deep. So I think McKissick will, you know, down Logan Thomas stays the same, but then like Terry McLaurin, uh, I, you know, he finally has a dude that uh, actually like throw the ball and is like a smart veteran. So I think uh, his, his stock is, is going to go way up. And I, I loved him last season too. And he, you know, kind of against all odds, like was still a, a legit starter. So Terry McLaurin last year, 15 games, 130, what, 15 games, 134 targets. I don't have my calculator. I'll just pull up the calculator here. 134 divided by 15. So he's getting basically nine targets per game. And, and you know, if we just consider the fact that uh, I pulled up this chart yesterday on the podcast, we were talking about Terry McLaurin that my friend Scott Barrett from where fantasy points did. And basically his wide receiver ones dating back to 2010 have averaged 9.1 targets per game and 16.2 fantasy points per game. Whereas his wide receiver twos and a lot of these wide receiver twos he's had have been trash. And it, it, it looks, I mean, I mean, Lee, Lee Evans wasn't trash. David Johnson, trash. Donald Jones is trash. Justin Hunter basically ended up being trash. Andre Johnson, of course, wasn't trash. Eric Decker wasn't. Quincy Inunua, eh. Deshaun Jackson wasn't. Preston Williams, eh. And these guys averaged 12.4 fantasy points per game and seven targets per game. So it's not just the it's not just the primary target that he feeds. He's been able to feed the number two wide receiver, which got us talking about. Well, let's let, let's look at the Washington roster. I'm not big on Antonio Gandy Golden. I don't know if you are. Um, um, I looked at I looked at the Sims guys. There's the Steven Sims, who's small. Cam Sims, who's big. 
Um, and then there are a few, there are a few other uh, guys on the roster who um, I looked at and I just said, Oh, well, you know, that's a, uh, that that's somebody that looks like a, a, a I'm not, I, I don't know if that's a practice squad guy or, or a wide receiver five or, 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 or what. So yeah. um, are there guys who I'm not thinking of that could be of, could step up into that kind of role? I came to the conclusion that if Ryan Fitzpatrick, he generally likes these, like we mentioned, the Andre Johnsons and the Devontae Parkers or these big types of wide receivers. You can throw it up, throw the DGAF football, let him go get it, trust him to make a play. Don't worry so much about throwing the pick. That to me, just given the size of Cam Sims, might make him interesting as as a as an ancillary option to Terry McLaurin. But I, I certainly, that's one of the one of the biggest things I wanted to ask you: is that could could that happen? Is this something that could be addressed via a wide receiver in free agency or in the draft? What do you think about the wide receiver two? Yeah, so that's a great stat you brought up with Fitzpatrick and the wide receivers too, is because I, I, I had seen a bunch of tweets about, you know, how he just like pumps up wide receiver ones and, you know, they always have huge seasons um, when he actually starts. So McLaurin obviously is, uh, is, 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 is due. Um, so right now out of all the options that you listed, Cam Sims is the wide receiver too, but I think, you know, week one, uh, the wide receiver two for Washington isn't on the roster yet. So I think, even as like today, we're recording this in the middle of March. So like, uh-huh. you know, and the first te- technical day of free agency, even though stuff's been going on since uh, Monday. But um, my take is that the wide receiver two isn't on the roster yet. Either they sign a guy in free agency or they draft a guy, um, you know, the first three rounds that, uh, you know, that's going to emerge for them. Um, but if something doesn't happen, uh, I think Cam Sims will be the guy. Um, another guy that you didn't, um, uh, mentioned who I really liked, uh, and I'm I'm gonna have to Google his name now because I, I I don't know uh, blanking on his name. You know I love I love there, there we go. Kelvin Harmon um, towards ACL. Oh yeah yeah oh yeah I forgot that Kelvin Harmon. Yeah I forgot yeah. that they drafted Kelvin Harmon. What happened to him last year? He tore his ACL. Yeah he tore his ACL in the summer of last year. So he's like running. That's around. right. I like I've seen him on Instagram. He's That's like, a good call. That's yeah. a good call. That guy, I mean, that's got if he's healthy, he should be the odds on favorite. Yeah. And Cam Sims, I mean, um, has has kind of come on in his life. So I mean, you know, the 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 size and, and what Fitzpatrick likes is definitely there too. But but Kelvin Harmon's a big dude. He's six one, but he's like he's got that like Pierre Garcon type, like uh, that's who I compliment. And they're both six round draft picks. Um, random useless trivia uh, for you, but uh, yeah, I mean, Kelvin Harmon's like a, is like a really like tough guy, like like block dudes into the dirt and uh, plays bigger than he is. So yeah, Kelvin Harmon should be healthy because you know he's almost a year removed from the ACL, already running routes. Um, so yeah, him or Cam Sims, but I think they're going to definitely sign a guy uh, to be the number two, um, and then draft a guy probably, but more like a slot guy. All right. One final question for you here. Of course, he's Aaron Lesher. Find him on Twitter at Hogshaven on Instagram. On Instagram, where I don't venture, I would get on Instagram more often if I knew the pat if I knew our goddamn password. I still can't. I still can't figure it out. And our in our in our admin, our admin's too scared to send it to me over 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 text message. She thinks we'll get hacked. Um, anyway, uh, you can find him over there at Hogs underscore Haven. 
Um, and of course, hogshaven.com. All right. Big, big prediction. Big prediction. Ryan Fitzpatrick's 2021 Washington football team going up against now what Dak Prescott's, you know, pro football doc. I just heard him last night saying that Dak Prescott is a lock to be ready for week one. Um, they've, they've got things locked up with their top three wide receivers and that offense defense. Not so sure about it over there. First full year of maybe the Jalen Hurts experience in Philadelphia, uh, possibly some new weapons added there with him, a second year for guys like Jalen Rager, et cetera, et cetera. And then I don't know, I guess, the, I guess, uh, I guess the Giants, the Giants just added Devontae Booker. So, you know, they have that going for him. But are the, are the, are the Washington Redskins going, or the Washington football team, are they going to repeat as NFC's champs and make it to the playoffs? Yeah, man. As as much as I would like to say that they that they will repeat as NFC East champs, um, and the division is is sus uh, to to say the least. Um, I think there's a chance they make the playoffs as like a wild card, especially with seven teams now in each conference. But I think my gut, unfortunately, is telling me that the the Cowboys will seek revenge from last season. Dak is going to come back and play. Uh, really well now that he's a, a made man with the uh, with the you know Jerry Jones uh, backed up the Brinks truck um, to his front door. So I and I, I just I think like they're going to fix the defense because they fired um, their, their dude who I, I was very upset about because he was so fucking bad. So I think you know my gut is telling me that the Cowboys and they have got, got really high draft picks too, um, like you know top top ten. I think they're gonna they're gonna take it this year. Um, I'm not scared by the Eagles or the Giants, um, and there's a chance we sneak in in like a wild card spot. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, that's that's my prediction as of uh, you know middle of March uh, 2021.